Welcome to Manifit Podcast, where we explore life-sustaining and changing strategies in everything fitness, food, and faith. So pull up a chair and sit at the table with your hosts, Jay Hiller and Jesse Rothman. What's going on, Jesse? Hey, Jay. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing good. Yourself? I'm doing well. I feel um, I feel really blessed to be a yeah. part of this. Yeah, to be a part of this podcast. You know, I've been uh, really learning a lot um, about myself and about my own kind of downfalls and um, issues, I guess you could say. Um, and mm-hmm. really, Jay, can can I be honest here for a minute? Can I be a little a little vulnerable? Sure. Um, and this is really, I think, a really a God thing because um, we've been discussing this win the war on your mind, kind of uh, these internal uh, battles. You know, we've, we've been discussing this in mid-July, but mm-hmm. our plan is to release this in mid-August, right? So this is really something that we could have done like a little bit later if we were going to be honest with everything and like just did weekly up-to-date episodes but being our first year we were like we're gonna do this ahead of time so i know people are gonna like hear me say that and be like oh he's just saying this um but really i can't be actually more honest about everything right now because i know you know a little bit um but the past week two weeks have been really kind of hard for my family yeah um for a multitude of reasons um Mm -hmm. one um you know my 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 wife lost her grandmother, um, yeah. so that's been really hard. But there's a, a couple of other things going on in my family that I don't have the liberty of sharing uh, mm-hmm. because they're not my story to share. Yeah, yeah. Um, but in the midst of all these storms that my family is kind of facing right now, um, I've discovered that I have a issue. I struggle with something, and I hmm. really, really don't think I'm the only one who does this but sometimes it feels that way um, lay it on me but i'm a self-sabotager jay um, no i'm when, right there with you yeah so when things you know happen in my life i tend to search for like a root cause yeah so i really look at every um bad situation and i kind of think like this is due to some kind of sin that i've done in my life like it's mm-hmm. a direct reaction to some simple action that I performed. Yeah. 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 Uh, now I don't firmly believe all that. Like I do believe that we do have direct causes for our own sins, but we live in a fallen world, a broken world. Um, and unfortunately just bad things happen in a broken world. Um, but I tend to search for the sin that I might have done that potentially caused these bad things to happen. Uh, and, when it, and when I can't find this sin, mm. I fall back into a self-destructive nature and I produce a sin to justify what's going on in my life. Um, So there's like this underlying lie. So what we talked about last week, this underlying lie that I had to sit down and I would have never done that if we were never doing this series Mm -hmm. um, that well, basically, the lie goes like this: like every bad thing in your life is directly your fault, Jesse. 
Right. So it's a direct correlation to your sin. So while yes, in you know Romans three twenty three, you know all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. First uh, John one nine tells us that if we confess our sins, He is faithful and just and will forgive us of our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Um, so in Romans eight one it says, "Now there is no condemnation for those who belong in Christ Jesus." These are so these are the truths that I am trying to hold on to. Mm -hmm. Um, truths that I'm trying to keep telling myself, but I do find it hard to kind of keep um, that day-to-day confidence sometimes because I I just have these, I don't know, these, these ruts, if you will, that you, that falter me back into that, that mindset that it's your fault. It's your fault. It's your fault. Yeah, man. Well, I'm sorry that, your family's going through those and I, and I understand the self-sabotaging kind of situation and I know it's on the forefront of you, but I, I guess it's, it's definitely God's doing and preparing us to sit here and talk and be there. And hopefully he's uh, plowing the field and preparing mm-hmm. others' hearts as well. Cause I mean, we're definitely talking about the ruts in which we kind of, get stuck today and um man i see ruts everywhere and there's good ruts and there's bad ruts and our mental capacity with that i definitely find myself um going back to those mental wars Mm -hmm. and just kind of battling it over and over again. And all I am doing is digging that trench deeper and deeper. And I keep seeing myself go back to the same thing. Kind of like you say, it's self-sabotaging. You're constantly (laughs) looking for a way that it's causing it. And so I think the hardest thing to do is to find an effective, an effective like source of truth. Mm, Like, yes, yes, we know that there is, the scripture. Yes, we know that there is Christ and he died and uh, saved us from our fallacies and our mm-hmm. insanities, but there's the need of like, the way you described it as multiple sources of that truth. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't one thing, one verse doesn't sit here and encompass the entire length of the rut. In other right. words, um, and so when you sit here and take apart that mental battle, I think, I think you're doing right by trying to find those, those verses. And uh, I appreciate you being vulnerable and everybody else does too. <laughs> but I, I really think that um, covering, covering it with the word of God is the best way to go, but not just using one verse, showing it and proving it to yourself that God's love letter for you Right. And for your family is the whole book. It's not just one verse. And I think that's, that's tough, but that's, Mm. that's right. Yeah, no, I think you're, you know, I I appreciate that. I think you're absolutely right. You know, one verse may work today, but um, tomorrow it may not. And I think part of that is like you said, the ruts along, um, have a long road if you will like if yeah. you think about um like if you came over to my yard yeah. my backyard 
my dogs have worn down this path that they run in and traverses the whole yard. Yeah. Um, and so that's just something over time that they've just done it over and over and over where they made this dead grass, this pathway that they run on. Um, and that's kind of the same way, you know, we're 30, what, one, 32 years old. Um, mm-hmm. and so we have, let's be generous. We have 25 years, uh, 20, 20, 25 years of like experiences that have built a rut. And, uh, as we grow in our knowledge and mature, like that rut gets probably deeper because Mm -hmm. it's a more, um, behavioral kind of rut that, that encompasses like a little bit of our beliefs about ourselves. Um, and so those are harder to kind of dig out of. You have to bring in more soil to kind of build that right back up to a normal like road, a normal yard. Um, yeah. You got to level it out. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think you're right. Like could one verse be all that you need? Yeah. I've, I've read stories and talked to people that they were like, I just hand and chew and um, rely on this one verse. Um, but you know, for me, and I think from what I'm hearing from you is in totality, it's really uh, encompassing of a, um, lifetime of different verses that speak to you where you're at at that time and what you're going through that helps you get through that rut in that moment. Yeah. Um, it's, it's more the totality of all the different verses that complete it because, um, the way that I also, I I don't really know how to say it, but a lot of times certain, certain words of truth, Mm-hmm. We'll sit here and hold fast in better environments. Sure. In other yeah. words, you stick me in a coffee shop. I'm going to sit here and have one mindset with towards scripture and sure. in one way, or you go and you stick me at a sporting venue. Scripture is going to stick a different way there. You take me at home where I'm surrounded by my family and it's going to be perceived differently. And I just, whenever I, I sit here and think about using scripture to sit here and speak God's truth into your life, mm-hmm. it's definitely something that you constantly have to do. And you constantly have to see how you can take the scripture and you can implement it away from wherever you're just reading it. And when I say that, it's almost like you're trying to like, um, kind of like reuse it throughout the day. Mm-hmm. It's almost like you, like a kid learning to count. When they start learning to count, they start wanting to count other things elsewhere. So like right. they start counting their cars or they count their dolls. Then they go to like the grocery store and they recognize that there's two balloons and they go, dad, there's two balloons over there. Well, they're, implementing this new knowledge elsewhere out into the world and they're basically creating that new kind of habit and i always find that if i can take that scripture Mm -hmm. and then see if i can place it someplace else other than where i just read the verse that's good and see it in my day then 
I have a better chance of it affecting me throughout the whole time. It's it's kind of like this may sound gross, but it was definitely mentioned in uh, the book that we've kind of been reading. Right. But ruminating or chewing on God's word and mm-hmm. just constantly focusing on it. I mean, it doesn't have to constantly um, envelop your whole day, but allowing that to saturate your day so that it comes in and out as if it's a a Mm. freshly um, blown breeze that goes in and you feel the kindness, you feel the love of the breeze. And if you're in Texas, you definitely understand what I'm talking about. Yeah. But it's something that just kind of makes the day or makes the scripture more lifelike. Yeah, no, I, I like that. You know, I've heard that multiple times. Um, you know, you should meditate on the word. You should kind of um, chew on the word all day. And I've heard the the same kind of um, context or the same kind of example of a chow, a chow, a cow chewing a um, on uh, his the, cud. His cud. Thank you. Um, and then, you know, he spits it back up, chews on it some more, swallows it, pits, spits it back up. But uh, in the book that, that Jay referenced, like um, the the author was like, the reason he does this is to get as much nutrition out of that um, cud as he can. So he's trying to get as much use out of that one little chewing as he can. Um, sorry, my dog is going crazy. All right. Sorry about that. My dog was barking, knocking on the door. Um, but he, um, so it kind of sat with me. And, and when you were talking right there, you know, different situations bring up different perspectives. So throughout yes. your day, trying to, like you said, be active and, and bringing back in that scripture and seeing it through the lens of where you're at at that moment helps you to really understand that scripture and more totality view. Yeah. Um, And then that way you have a a fullness of understanding. And that's why they, you know, they call the the word of God living because, you know, you can read it one time right now, but then read it again next week and you get something totally new out of it. Um, And so, yeah, that's really, I love that. That's really, really good. Jay. Um, You know, one thing when I was preparing for this, I was looking at um, different studies that I've done specifically on like how you develop ruts in your brain. Um, and really it, it has to do a little bit with what we've already discussed, you know, in the past series about habits, our brain just finds these easy ways to develop patterns. Uh, but specifically, there's a part of your brain that is especially wired to develop um, kind of patterns. Um, For sure. Called, called the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so Dr. D. Bernetti, Luft, and colleagues um, did a study. And they used these matchstick arrhythmic um, problems um, where each they gave them like five problems in each simple math problems, but each problem they had to move one matchstick, but they had different rules. So like, for instance, in the first problem, they were allowed to move a matchstick within the numeral itself. So you have like uh, a Roman numeral 
four equals a Roman numeral three plus three. So they had to move the the I of the Roman numeral in front of the V and move it to the other side to make it six equals three plus three. Right. Gotcha. And, then it, and B, uh, they had to change the, um, the plus sign. Okay. So they didn't change the numbers, but they had to change the plus side. So they did this all the way down. Right. Um, and then they found that you're towards the end, your brain just gets used to doing it a certain way that you actually forgot the rules. Huh? And so, Interesting. yeah, it, 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 you know, you, you, we've seen these, you know, in, in patterns are in, in like jokes, you know, people will say like, Oh, knock, knock. Not, who's there? Oh no. I was just saying, knock, oh. knock. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I thought you were going to give me a joke. Uh, well, you know, like in the part where it's like, how do you spell car? Like, how do you spell this? And then they're like, what do you do um, at a stoplight? Yeah. And you go, you don't stop. Like, are you, you know, at a green light, you go, you don't stop. Like, you know, those mm-hmm. things where they uh, try to trick you into saying the wrong, wrong thing that you're supposed to do. Um, so it's that, it's just that pattern, electrical pattern that you get just used to this habitual way of doing it. And we don't think about it. We just respond. Okay, so wait, I just want to sit here and give an example. Okay, so what you're talking about is, I think I've seen it, and they have, like, the word, the actual word spelled out as the color yellow. Mm -hmm. But the actual letters are red. Right, yeah. And they're trying to get you to mix and match the associations. And so whenever you're looking at it, you either sit here and you say... See, you say red because you see the color red or you're so focused on it that you say yellow because you're actually just reading the letters and then later on they flip it on you flip it on you yeah but then you're you're stuck in the way that you were doing it before that you struggled to change it yeah yes yeah yeah yeah. okay that's just a play on that uh dorsolateral prefrontal cortex um so i found it interesting because you know in our book it talks about, you know, being very kind of intentional with what you're doing, thinking about it, kind of finding ways to change the right you're in, like realizing mm-hmm. you're yeah. in the right and then replacing it with truth. Um, so Dr. Shrini Pillay, I'm going to say that wrong and I apologize. Uh, she's the author of Tinker, Dabble, Doodle, Try. Um, mm-hmm. unlock the power of unfocused mind. So her, her uh, research and her thought was that in order to unlock this ability of rutness in your prefrontal cortex, um, you need to actually unfocus your mind um, mm-hmm. so that it kind of lets things kind of relax and then you can focus back into a new pattern. Um, but she said, it's not just a meaning of like daydreaming. You just don't go out and you're like, Oh, I'm going to just like not think about anything. Like it's intentional, like going for a walk, intentional, like doodling or or napping for like 90 minutes. Um, those were some examples she gave in order to turn off the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex. Um, and that, in turn enhances creativity and enhances your ability to kind of work through a rut that you might be in. So, so 
if I may interrupt you there. Yeah. So you're saying that if you're having a hard problem, Mm -hmm. like you're trying, maybe you have writer's block or maybe you're trying to decide between making a very difficult life choice style decision or something like, what am I going to uh, sit here and plan for the weekend? Now the severity of those are all different, but you're saying what she found is that if you separate yourself intentionally, Mm-hmm. distract yourself but you're not giving yourself another difficult task to conquer because you said doodling and right. when i think of doodling i think of like monotonous drawing and right. your picture kind of develops as you just mess around right. on the paper it's right, not right. like i'm going to draw this immaculate picture of a horse kind of <laughs> I thing mean, yeah right? I, can't, I can't do that but yeah yeah, I can't either, <laughs> though. But and but when you do this separation of thought and you give your brain something easy, then it kind of reorganizes itself and gets itself empowered to go back at the more difficult target. Correct. Correct. Yeah, that's ingenious. That's really yeah. cool. So taking naps, being able to just kind of draw, go for a walk, appreciate God's creation. Mm-hmm. Um, but. Did she did she mention anything about like like television? Because I mean that's that's a giant distractor for our society. Yeah, you know, um, in the little like I never obviously I, I haven't read the book, but in the little like blurb about the book that I've read, um, it did not mention anything specific about um, entertainment or, or television like that. It, mm-hmm. it really made it like you want to take away all distractions. Uh, uh-huh. You just want to kind of get away from everything, just being essentially being your own mind, which for some people is more of a, a issue than a, a helping. Um, <laughs> but you just kind of want to just take everything away that may um, distract you or, or keep your prefrontal cortex working and then allow for this more creative t- side to problem solve to come in and, and, um, enhance. Well, I mean, the, that sounds really, really unique. And I mean, I guess we almost do that unintentionally as mm-hmm. well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we do a very poor job about it. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think of in like my life, if I run into a hard problem, I get frustrated. And so, yes, I go to like an easier problem, to technically like try to salute uh, solve so like if i have uh, an issue that i'm having to think through about at work um i may just sit here and like stop and go unload the dishwasher mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that mm-hmm. um and technically that is a way more of doing s- it way of doing it however what you're saying is if you can give the space to be creative because putting away dishes is still extremely structured Right, right. It is still very intentional on what you're doing. You take the forks, you put the forks in the same spot. It's simple, but it's still structured. But everything that you mentioned, you're allowing uh, life to kind of happen without it having an order. Because you sat here and said walking. I mean, yes, you have a path, but you're looking, you're scanning the horizon. You're not responsible for the horizon, nor are you going to be changing the horizon. Right, right. You said sleeping. Sleeping, I mean, you 
you don't control that. I mean, yeah, you <laughs> lay down, you close your eyes, but I mean, ultimately, not yeah. it's not consciously changing yeah. that. And then doodling. We sat here yeah. and discussed that. Yes, you're intentionally moving the pencil. Mm-hmm. However, the creation on the paper has no rules. So yeah. maybe that's something that we can kind of think about in the idea of like when we're having a hard time, we need to go to something that does not that as anarchy, but doesn't have set rules that yeah. might allow our brain to like no. reset. Yeah, no, I think that's exactly um, the point of her, her, um, her thought process is that even like a task, like you said, unloading the dishwasher, you're still using the, the, the pattern circuit of your brain because everything's in a place. So it's getting away from everything that requires a pattern and just letting it kind of come to you. And so I think they really, you know, what Dr. Uh, is it Grosher? Is that the, the gentleman who wrote uh, when the war on your mind? I think it's Dr. Groschel. Groschel, um, yeah. Um, what I think him and, and her really complement each other very well because it's hard, at least in my opinion, it's been hard that if I have so much going on, it's harder for me to chew on the truth and chew on the word of God. But if I separate myself, uh, then I'm much freer to think about it. That's like why when I go on drives, like um, I'm really just have the freedom to think because all I'm doing is, is driving from point A to point B. Or one of my favorite things to do is if I'm really struggling is I'll just go take a 30 minute shower um, and just soak under the water. And for whatever reason, it helps me really kind of think through problems. And I think it's kind of this, what she was talking about that I'm not doing something patternized. Mm -hmm. I'm allowing that um, creativity um, or that relaxation of the the dorsolateral prefrontal cortex to occur so that more of my brain can then operate. Um, And so, you know, it doesn't have to just be doodling, walking, you know, like I said, I, I take a, a 30 minute shower sometimes and that really helps me kind of come up with game plans and stuff like that. And I think it's just separating yourself away from the distractions and kind of away from the world. You know, we, and I think, you know, the funny thing is I was just thinking about this right now. I, um, we have good examples of that in the Bible, you know, yes, Jesus, we do. Jesus multiple times, like would separate himself even from his disciples. Um, and so, and go pray and go pray. And he would go deeper into, you know, solitude to pray and be by himself. And, um, there's something, obviously something to that, um, to separate yourself from, you know, even those closest to you, like your spouses, um, your family, and then just be alone so that you don't have the distractions and can hear, um, from God. Yeah, no, that's awesome. Like, that that's absolutely fantastic. That's so true that we have good examples of countless stories in the Bible of how even Jesus had times in which he separated himself from his ministry mm-hmm. and went and plugged back into the source, his father mm-hmm. and sat here and went and prayed. And I kind of 
as you're speaking of this, I, I mean, I, I haven't read any of what you're talking about mm-hmm. you know, and I kind of have this little epiphany here <laughs> and it's, it's absolutely fantastic and I'm kind of excited about it. Oh yeah. What's but if we sit here and create a structure in the way, and I know it's counterintuitive to say structure when the whole purpose of her study is to sit here and place yourself in lack of structure sure. so that the prefrontal <laughs> cortex can separate from the dorsal lateral horn. Right. But well, it's a conscious we, effort. You still have to make that effort to separate. Yes. Yes. And so, but if we sit here and go and doodle, we go for a walk or we go take a nap and we allow our brain to sit here and relax. And then we take the example of Christ. And when we get up from our nap, or we complete five minutes of doodling, or we complete our quarter mile walk, and we reconnect with our scripture, and we pray and we reconnect with Christ and God, and allow him to again fill our creative side by telling him, telling us our path that he has mm-hmm. for us. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably the best bet that you can sit here and use scripture to reduce your rut. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. I agree. I think that's the point. Um, you know, I think that's the point that that's made in the book we've been reading. Uh, and then throughout the Bible is that um, we do, we need to constantly be getting that refreshing um, from the spirit, from God himself. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, I think you, that's, you hit the nail on the head there, Jay. Um <laughs> So, yeah. So, I mean, like I said, you know, to me, it it was a really God thing this week because we actually, you know, was supposed to record this a couple of times by now, but uh, just life has happened. Yeah. It was about the time that we were able to read through the stuff, kind of do our own research, prepare, and and then come together. And it was just kind of a God thing because everything I've gone through – just kind of this hit me that like, you know what, I do have an issue and this is something that um, a rut that I've been building for a long time that I need to start um, working through um, and putting my, my trust and my faith, like fully, you know, with everything on God and on Christ. Um, So yeah, I know, you know, I kind of mentioned this earlier. I don't think I'm the only one who struggles with this. Um, and so we just encourage all of those y'all who might be struggling through something or, um, that, you know, there, there is peace, there's peace in Christ. Um, and if you need somebody to talk to, um, you know, reach out to us, we'll be willing to, to talk to you. Um, but one thing that kind of has helped me this past two weeks, you know, I, I hear God a lot through music. Um, through songs and stuff like that. And uh, there's a song by Katie Nicole called In Jesus' Name, um, or in parentheses, it said, God of Possible. I encourage y'all to um, listen to that if you can. Um, But it's just a a powerful, I think, um, song about speaking the name of Jesus into everything um, in that you know, the God who did still does. And so, um, healing can occur. Um, things 
breakthroughs can happen, miracles over your life, restoration of faith, all of that can happen um, in the name of Jesus. Um, and so I would just encourage y'all, like I said, to listen to that, um, chew on it, um, get into the word. Yeah, that's that's good stuff, man. I mean, that's 100% true. So for the everybody out there, I hope that you take some time and uh, really just consider the problems and the troubles and the speed bumps and the ruts that you have in your life and just think about way uh, the scripture and how it affects those and how it can sit here and redirect you into a more positive God fulfilled righteous direction. And then let's start taking a couple of steps in intentional intentionality ways of like Jesse has said of, of kind of separating yourself from those situations, giving yourself grace, giving yourself love, and then coming back fulfilled with new scripture and new creativity through the word of God and through um, some just direction through prayer. And then over the course of time, because remember, it, it, it's not a snap your fingers kind of change. So don't hate yourself for the, the failures that do happen and just recognize that it's only a one, 1% change that really is needed. So mm-hmm. I hope that y'all took away something from this week. Cause I sure did. And uh, <laughs> I thoroughly enjoyed it and uh, I'm the one that's recording it. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I hope that, that everybody's going to have a great week. I pray that you have a good week and uh, please check us out on our socials, uh, Facebook and um, Instagram and Twitter. And uh, we'll see y'all next week. Mm-hmm. Jesse. No, as always, just God bless you and keep you. All right. Y'all have a good one. Bye, guys. Thank you for listening to the Mana Fit Podcast. Check out our website, www.acast.com slash manafit or like and subscribe at Manifit Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have questions or want to just reach out, you can email us at manifit22 at gmail.com. And as always, may God bless you and keep you.